The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So it will be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field. One will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord. Happy Advent! Still struggling with that, huh? That's okay. We're not used to Happy Advent necessarily, but it is good that we are here. And it's good that it is Advent. Advent means to come to. In the, the, the whole course of this season, we hear in the prayers of the Mass uh, of that preparation for the Lord to come to us, as well as for us on the last day to come to Him. Each year we celebrate Advent, we start the new liturgical year, we begin that old familiar cycle as we go through the seasons. And for us it can seem as if we're just kind of on a merry-go-round, that we just keep going in circles over and over and over, doing the same things, the same prayers, the same rituals, we hear the same readings, and it can seem rather mundane. But rather than a simple merry-go-round, I invite you to think of our liturgical year and our celebration of the liturgy as um, basically essentially a corkscrew for a good bottle of wine. Rather than to simply go in circles, it digs deeper into the cork to go down and down. It goes in the same circle, but always deeper. I pray that that can be our experience of our relationship with the Lord Jesus. That as we go through the course of our years, Each year we find that we're a little bit deeper, we're a little bit closer to Christ than where we were at that same spot last year. And so it's an opportunity and invitation for us to continue to go deeper and deeper into the heart of God. In the gospel, the Lord Jesus makes no bones about the fact that we ought to be prepared. He says that we must be prepared, stay awake. In the days of Noah, people were not expecting a flood. They were out in the field. They were in the grain. They were taking care of things as normal. And out of nowhere, Noah the fool becomes a smart man. Noah the fool, when no one was expecting anything, Noah is saved and they're washed away. In the same manner, the Lord Jesus says, it will be when he comes again in glory. People will be at their normal work, will be out in the fields, will be, at the, will be at the store, will be at our house, will be at church, will be whoever, wherever. And one of us will be taken and the other will be left, he says. One will be taken, the other one left. 
It will catch us by surprise. So be prepared. But it's hard to be prepared for that. Because for 2,000 years we've been here. For 2,000 years, the Lord Jesus hasn't come back yet. For 2,000 years, generation after generation has lived thinking maybe that we're the last ones. And they were wrong. And because we have such a long track record of being wrong, on maybe this is the time when the Lord Jesus is going to come back, it's easy for us to think, well, maybe it's just the next generation. And so we become comfortable. We stay okay where we are and don't really prepare. Because we presume for 2,000 years things have gone as normal. Surely it can't happen in our time now. It's been 2,000 years. What's special about our age? But the Lord says, prepare, stay awake. Those words are spoken for every single generation. Prepare and stay awake. For the last couple of years, my homilies, my, the, the focus, kind of the push of my homilies, has been basically to try to encourage you, but most, more often than not, me, because I preach to myself, um, to encourage us uh, to love the Lord Jesus more deeply. Whether it's in, in love of God, in love of the Eucharist, in love of the liturgy, in Our Lady, the saints, in love of one another, in love of virtue, in love of the things of our faith, the scriptures, in love of all of these things, ultimately to come to love Jesus more deeply. But there's been something in my heart for a while now that has been wanting to make a little bit of a change, a little bit of a, a tweak in my celebration of the liturgy, particularly in the preaching of the homily. And I've been kind of wrestling with it for, for several months now, but as I was praying with the scriptures uh, in preparation for this homily, it seemed that all of that was kind of confirmed by the Lord, and he said, just do it. <laughs> Stop fighting, quit overthinking it, just do it. And it came from the words of Isaiah the prophet. Come, let us climb to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the Lord, that he might instruct us in his ways and may walk in his paths. Ultimately, what I've been trying to encourage you to do is walk in the paths of the Lord. But what the Lord Jesus rather bluntly showed me was Brent, you need to also instruct them in the ways. We need to instruct them in the ways, then we may walk in the paths. And so what I would like to do is take my homilies and go back to the basics. Not to, to have every single week a separate homily on some random spiritual topic according to what the scripture says, but rather to have a sort of systematic series of addressing the essentials of our faith, the basics. Not to get caught up in all the big lofty things, which are good and holy and necessary for us, but just to start with the simple things of what it means to be a Christian, what it is to be Catholic, what is the gift of our faith. So many questions that, that, that are asked routinely, or at least pondered if not asked directly of the priest, I would like to respond to in the course of this year. One of the things that I would like also to do, kind of in conjunction with that, is most of my homilies are standalone homilies. You come and this weekend you get one message, and next weekend you get a different message. Sometimes they connect, sometimes not. But I would like to do series of homilies, uh, beginning 
more or less next week. To be able to, rather than just to, to come and get one dot here, one dot here, one dot here, one here, here, and here, to have two, three, maybe four weeks at a time, a system where we'll address one particular aspect of our life of faith in the church so that we can indeed go deeper. One thing that may actually happen is the homilies might be a little bit shorter, uh, as I don't have to try to jam everything into one single homily, uh, but if I permit myself to stretch it over two, three, four weeks, so I'm not, I'm not promising you shorter homilies, but it could be a welcome byproduct. But all of that is essentially to say that I want to get back to the basics for you, but also for me. I recognize that, that my love for the Lord is not where it should be either. And as Isaiah simply says, let us go to the house of the Lord, that he might instruct us in his way. So I need to learn from my God myself, and we need to learn from him as well as he speaks with us. And then we may walk in his paths. Anyone who's married, I'm pretty sure that you know a little bit more about your spouse today than on the day of your wedding. Hopefully you like them a little bit more now. For those of you with children, much the same. As you you knew them, but as they grow and develop, you learn more and more about them. In any relationship, you come to know more about a particular person. And in doing so, hopefully we'll learn to love them more. I've experienced that also in, in my experience of the, of the priesthood, uh, just on a, on a practical level, a personal level, getting to know uh, so many of you uh, in, in a more, I guess, a more personal way uh, by various means. But one of the ways that it has struck me uh, is in the confessional. A lot of times whenever we, uh, I, I, I've heard a thousand times, I know I've, I've kind of thought and presumed things similar myself, Whenever we go to confession, surely the priest is going to know who I am, especially if we go face to face. And next time he sees me, he's going to be thinking of my sins. I know it. Next time I see him at the the market or at the ball field or at the school or wherever, he's going to be looking at me going, "Uh uh-huh, it's one of those, one of those sinners over there. And there's this presumption the priest looks upon us with that, uh, with that particular sins of ours in mind. I'm guilty of it myself. I kind of wonder like, is Father thinking of that right now? Even as a priest, you know? But what I've discovered personally for myself, I'd, I'd never heard it from another priest, but I presume much could be the, said the same, <clears throat> is that in the sacrament of reconciliation and confession, there's something strange that happens. And I can only, I can only gather that it's the grace of the Lord Jesus uh, conforming my heart to be more like a, a good priest like I should be. And it's whenever you come in, as you sit before me, I know you. I know you've, you know, each of us, we, you know, we kind of talk and, and linger, at, you know, linger after church and these kinds of things. So I know you and I love you on that level for what I see in the normal world. But as you open your heart, I'm able to love you not only in your goodness, but also in your brokenness. To love more of you. And that's the thing that has struck me. That as a priest, I learned to love people more on account of their sins, not less. Not to be more judgmental, but to be more compassionate and to be more joyful in the presence of others. And that's our desire for the Lord Jesus with this. To be able to come to the Lord and to learn more about Him, to learn more about the richness of our faith, that in the course of that, 
our love might increase. I can stand up here every day, all day, and tell you, love Jesus, love Jesus. But if I don't give you any fuel for the fire, it doesn't really help. And I feel like too many times I've been just sitting here, standing here, saying, love Jesus. <laughs> and haven't given fuel. Haven't helped you to love Jesus as you should. Nor have I given myself the same. So that's my intention for us to enter into this year as an opportunity for catechesis of formation, of being formed, shaped by our faith. A couple of weeks ago, or maybe last week, I forget time, you know, uh, I mentioned the formed.org online program. I know a handful of you have made use of it already, and I'm delighted at that. But I really want to encourage each and all of you, if you've got internet access at all, uh, go to formed.org and fill out, the, fill out the information. We've got paperwork in the back with all the how to do it. But to go online and to check it out. I say that uh, as because there are, there are audio, there are books, there are movies, there are video programs, there are Bible studies, small group, prayer, prayer groups. Everything under the sun is there. But there are two special things that I think would be, would be helpful for us immediately today. And one of them is they have a weekly scripture reflection on the main page so that you can go and listen to reflections of breaking open the word of God and the scriptures each week. But they also have an Advent program, a four-week DVD program, or not a DVD because you don't get a disc, but a four-week video program um, on reflections for the Advent season. And I'm mentioning that particularly because I'm kind of saying it as a way of holding myself accountable, that if I'm telling you to do it and that I'm going to do it, I have to actually do it, uh, and so I've been wanting to do it, uh, but I need a, a little extra push, so I'm going to ask God to hold me accountable to make sure I'm actually keeping up with it myself. And so, again, for us to enter into this season, to begin again, to look forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus, to look forward to the day where he comes to us, at Christmas, on the last day, as well as in each day of our encounter with our Christian life. And so I encourage myself and I encourage each of you with the words of Isaiah. O house of Jacob, church of God, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Come, O come, Emmanuel.